Leadership isn't for the faint of heart. It's dirty, dangerous, difficult, and disruptive. It will test everything about who you are. Unfortunately, as a leader, you're out front, which means you usually only get about 43 feet of good road built for those following behind you while you're running the race yourself. Welcome to the 43 Feet Podcast, where each week you'll hear from some of the greatest leaders we can find both in F3 and beyond. If you're going to lead, you'll need to be ready for the difficult challenges, for what lies ahead in the unknown, for what's lurking in the next 43 feet. Hello and welcome back one more time to uh, this edition of 43 Feet, um, a podcast about leadership and F3. Uh, my name is Frank Schwartz, president of F3 and host of the 43 Feet podcast. Uh, and one of the goals that we have obviously here is we are trying to help you men to kind of know or give a little direction on how to carve out your next 43 feet as you continue to lead in your families and your communities uh, at work and other places. So that's what we're here for. And so uh, I'm super excited uh, because there's a lot happening in the nation, a lot of good things that are going on. And um, some of those things are things like uh, Sandlot Jacks, which is a big uh Conjunction. We're doing it in conjunction with Go Ruck. Um, there's a you know Dave Redding is going to go down and speak. Dred's going to speak. Uh, so that'll be pretty cool. Um, and there's a lot of good things happening with that. So if you have not heard about it yet or haven't uh, registered or whatever, we got some codes and things for you. So uh, make sure that keep your eye on the newsletter and uh, keep your eye on the socials because we're going to start talking about that in uh, real detail here pretty soon. So uh, make sure you make note of that. There's all kinds of Grow Rucks to register for. There's a lot going on. So uh, stay tuned and. Uh, to the communication channels of the nation, get yourself into Slack and, uh, and, and pay attention to what's happening around you because we are set to take fire. Um, and in fact, one of the ways that we're going to do that, I think is partnering with guys like my guest today. Uh, Mr. Larry Hagner is the founder of the Dad Edge and the Dad Edge Alliance. Um, he has done a ton of work um, over the last several years to bring men more information and uh, some structure around how to be a better husband and a better father. And at the end of the day, as we all know, that's really what we're here for. The rest of this stuff will all go away. Uh, but the rest of those, those relationships are the ones that are going to last no matter what I'll lose friends. They'll, you know, whatever, we'll move on that kind of thing. I'll get different jobs. Um, but, uh, but my wife and kids are the most important thing. So uh, welcome to the 43 feet podcast, Larry Hagner. What's going on, dark helmet? <laughs> <laughs> I said that yeah. so on on uh, spaceballs. Like, I need to, I need to clean. I need to get. I need to figure that out. I need to work on that. So I apologize. Yeah. No, it's okay. I was thinking about that just as you said that though, and like I'm not even sure how they would have said it. Like it's yeah. all kind of just you know, so dark. You though. showed up early for this <laughs> workout outside <laughs> uh, with your coupon. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> You will now carry it over your head. Um, so, so Larry, welcome. Uh, glad you're here. Tell, tell the guys just a little bit about yourself, kind of where you are and, and family, that kind of thing. Yeah, so I live in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, I am the... You're Billiken. Yeah, yeah. You know, so we're, we're, yeah. we're running out of sports teams, like it seems on the, you know, like on the given year. We used to have a football team. We don't anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't have a soccer team. So like baseball and hockey, that's what we live by. Uh, I, I am married to, um, just my college sweetheart, uh, apple of my eye, like just 
Man, she's just everything to me. Her name's Jessica. Uh, and we have four, count them, four boys, 15, 14, eight, and five. My house is the official animal house because it's like the fraternity party that never sleeps. No and doubt. Dude. You, you spend a lot of money in drywall repair because it seems like you would. Dude, if I, right? I know. Like, I, I, okay. So let me just share this real quick. Yeah. I have a five year old. He still kind of wets the bed. I I kid you not. I find things, if I don't have a sense of humor about things in my house, like, I'll drive myself crazy. And no kidding around. I actually posted this on my IG and uh, on social. And I'm like, if I don't laugh, like, I just get pissed. So I just decided to laugh. But I literally found a two things. I found a used, diaper thank god there wasn't crap in it on the sink of one bathroom and then i went in the other bathroom and there was a half-eaten peanut butter and jelly sandwich on the sink of the other i kid you not this actually happened in my home and you know like that kind of stuff as a dad will drive you crazy right if you allow it but i told myself i was like this is freaking hysterical and i took a photo of both and i'm like this is funny not funny not funny but it's funny because there's going to come a time where there isn't a half-eaten peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And there probably will be a time that there will be a diaper on the sink, but it'll probably be mine. So <laughs> I try to embrace these things right now. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it, man. And that's, that is always now, and we've talked before, obviously, but uh, you know, as a father of three girls, that is not something uh, right. that would happen in my home. Um, yeah. In fact, it was funny when, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about COVID and stuff like that. When COVID hit, you know, the first couple of, of weeks and months and whatever, I remember putting a, a snap on my social media of my daughters were bored. And I found that, speaking of bathrooms, uh, all of the toilet paper had been like the fold had been folded, you know, like if you were going to like a motel or something, yeah. like that's what yeah. level of boredom we had hit. You know, oh like, you know, like there's no, there's no diapers and peanut butter sandwiches everywhere. Like they're folding the toilet paper and then they're like, we need to find more things to do. You know, <laughs> Dude, That's crazy. Like that would right. never happen in my no. house. Like four if, boys, if no. I, right. Four boys, you know, if they're bored, they're going to find something else to mess up. Like they, yeah. there's no yeah. folding of any, of any, no. you're actually lucky if you go in the bathroom and there's toilet paper on the roll. I love it. That, that's oh, my house. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's good stuff. So, uh, married to your, your college sweetheart, four yeah. boys, uh, and we were just discussing right before we hit record, and uh, some sort of small bear that lives in your house as well. Yeah, um, yeah, small bear. Is he yes. there right now? Uh, he is. He, he, he walked out. He, walked he vanished. Out. Yeah. But yeah, 160 pound, you know, Great Dane lab mix of some sort. We don't know, but monster. Yeah. It, when you said 160 is, pounds, I was like, what? wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, he's huge, grizzly. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is we, we joke about him a lot in the family because uh-huh. he's kind of a jerk, meaning he's not mean, <laughs> but we swear to God, he is a reincarnated three-pound cat because like, oh. you, if you're like, hey, man, come over here, like he'll just look at you and be like, if I feel like it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, right. And yeah. He's, he's two, you know, so he's not like he's an old dog, but like he's literally so independent. Like, we'll, we'll be like, where did grizzly go? We'll, we'll go downstairs. He'll be on the couch with no one's down there by himself, just hanging out like a cat. Introvert dog. Introverted dog. It's really weird. It's weird. Yeah. Very good. Uh, And, and tell us a little bit, I guess, first of all, what uh, the, the dad edge is, and then kind of maybe walk us back a little bit and kind of tell us how it got started and and why, and, and some of those kinds of things. Yeah. So the dad edge, you know, truly it's been around, like I would, I would say the, the mission, 
right? The organ, the, the mission has been around since like 2011. So we're coming up on like 11 years of me doing this. Now it's gone through several evolutions along the way, but yeah, how it got started was, man, Frank, I just woke up one day and I realized I had all the answers of how to be a good father and husband. And I told myself, I just have to share this with the world because oh. I can't keep this to myself. Right. It seems providential. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, it's, it started yeah. out terrible, like absolutely terrible. The reason I'm doing what I'm doing was because I wasn't, I wasn't being a good dad. And mm. just kind of give you some background. I'm happy to go into my childhood a little bit. If sure. you want, but I came, came from a very, very chaotic background childhood. Yeah. My mom was married, you know, three times. Uh, she, she dated several men in between. They all mm -hmm. kind of run together because they're basically the same guy, different name, different face, like yeah, guy who drinks a lot, guy who parties, ah, okay. you know, toxic, uh, abusive. Yeah. That was my life growing yeah. up. He had a different name, but it was the same dude. Same dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> my mom is a, is a good person, just really poor choices of men. Mm -hmm. So my, my childhood was spent, you know, half the time without a father figure and the other half with whatever guy was in the picture at the time. And usually it was toxic. So anyway, I, I grew up and I, I could go on for story after story. It was kind of crazy, but I'll tell you in a nutshell, what happened was my, my mom and biological father were married for four years. They got divorced when I was one. She got remarried when I was four and then got divorced when I was 10. Um, that guy actually adopted me. Um, he, he, they got divorced. I haven't seen him since. In fact, I found out not too long ago that he, he passed away. So at the ripe old age of 12, you know, like we were going through puberty and you're trying to be, you know, trying to grow up, be a young man. Um, I had never met my father. I never knew him, had no, no clue what he was, who he was. Um, I knew his name. And then I ran into him by accident when I was 12. Pretty, pretty crazy. Um, that run in as shockingly as it to, to, to both of us turned into this six month relationship between he and I, now he was remarried at the time, two year old mm -hmm. son, another one on the way. And dude, I was so happy, like, because I had seen my mom married to this other guy for six years. And dude, every year they were married, it just got worse and worse and worse and worse. Mm -hmm. Alcohol mm -hmm. and being hit and them fighting, cops being called to our house, you know, like my mom, mm -hmm. like literally hitting the guy in the face with, with a piece of wood, blood all over the place. It's just crazy stuff, man. Yeah. So like, like, is this a movie or is this a bad right. episode of cops? Like what is going right. on here? <laughs> bad boys, bad boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so when I was 12, like my dad, you know, he was married to this great woman still is, um, and two year old half brother. And dude, immediately I was like, Oh my gosh, this is my dad. Like I immediately started calling him dad. He came to all my, my little league games and like, and we hung out all the time. And then, after about five months, I started kind of getting this feeling and I didn't know it then, but I know it now. The feeling was if you've ever dated a woman and you know, she's not into you anymore, but she just hasn't told mm. you yet, but you feel it, right? Yeah, you, you feel know. it, you know, it's coming. Yeah. That was the feeling. And I remember one day vividly when I was 12, I called them and I'm like, Hey man, like, um, there's something going on. Like, I just feel like we're off. Like, you know, we don't talk as much. I don't, I don't see you as often. Like what's going on. I don't remember what words were said, but I remember the theme and the theme was, it's me. It's not you. This is not a good time. Um, we need to go our separate ways. And dude, that was devastating. So we did. Like you broke um, up with you? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it was, it was rough. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it, it really sent me into like a, a spiral, you know? Yeah, um, I would imagine. Gained a lot of weight as a kid. Um, failed the eighth grade. Had to do eighth grade all over again. That was actually the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, my mom continued to date. She got remarried again, you know, and all this crazy stuff that happened. But um, I ended up 
actually going to high school and I actually graduated college. I got my degree in health management with a minor in nutrition. And then I went on to pharmaceutical sales and medical device sales. So fast forward from 12 to 30, that was my life. Mm -hmm. Got married. Two things happened when I was 30. This is kind of crazy. Uh, I had my first son um, who's 15 now. And I'm in a Starbucks for a every Monday business meeting with my team, uh, mm -hmm. my sales team. And who came walking in to get their morning coffee, but my father, like, no, just came Come walking on. in to get his coffee. Yep. Swear. True story. And, uh, I looked up and I was like, I don't know what it was, but he, the, he caught my eye and I looked over and I was like, holy shit. Like, that's my dad. And, um, I didn't Did say you... anything. Oh, okay. But, I was no, like, yeah, so, up to me like, yeah. No, I no. did not. In fact, that was, I had the opposite plan. Uh, one of the, one of the women that was on my sales team, she looked at me and she's like, are you all right? Like, are you, hello, are you even here? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, sorry. I was like, uh, I was like, my, my, my father just walked in and she's like, what? And I was like, yeah, my, my, my biological father, <laughs> that's him over there. And she's like, yeah. are you freaking kidding me? I'm like, no. And she's like, well, what are you going to, are you going to go talk to him? What are you going to say to him? I'm like, uh, no. I was like, yeah, last we're, time we're I good. saw him, I was 12, right? And yeah, without even another word, she just got up, like literally got up and went over to him. I'm like, I was like, well, what are you doing? Like, you are fired. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she didn't work for me. She was my partner. Oh, no. Time. Okay. <laughs> right. But yeah. Uh, yeah, otherwise. So anyway, I couldn't see exactly, I couldn't hear what they were saying. They're about 50 feet away. But I, she sat down and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what do I do here? And also I could read his lips and I saw him say, where is he? And he started looking all around and then like our eyes met like, and I'm like, what do I do here? Do I run? Do I go to the bathroom? Do I punch him? Like right? what's, he just came over, shook my hand. I wasn't nice, but I wasn't, I wasn't a right. total jerk. I was like right. right in the middle. And he's like, Hey, hey how, how he saw my wedding band. He's like, Hey, how are you? I'm like, fine. How are you? you know? And then he's like, right? are you guys? Yeah. He's like, are you guys married? I was like, no. I was like, we work together. I was like, we're on a sales team together. I was like, I'm married. I'm actually expecting my first son. And anyway, long story short, um, we ended up deciding to go to breakfast together, you know, and we did. And here was something that was really kind of cool. Um, I was terrified during that breakfast and I was nervous and mm -hmm. I was talking a lot and, he, you know, and I finally just I was trying to make small talk and so was he. And it just felt like the most awkward thing in the world. And I finally just stopped. And I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, I'm just going to say this. Okay. I don't know what to do here, man. I was like, I, I don't know how this works. Like, yeah. I have no clue what to do here. And I looked at my dad as if like, he was going to have the answer. And I'll never, <laughs> he was like, this. I don't either. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. He goes, you think I do? And I'm like, oh, wow. And I was like, it was, it, for, you know, for that moment, I was like, wow, he's, he's like this human being. Right. Mm -hmm. So anyway, to make a long story short, we've had this 17 year relationship now, 16 year relationship. Now two younger half brothers, he's still married to the same woman. He's a crazy successful entrepreneur, good man, good man that didn't make the best decisions. And he owned that. So yeah. what we've done with, with our relationship is we're like, Hey, we're not going to focus on the past. We're going to focus on what could be my dad's 73 years old. Um, I don't know how much time he has. He's young at heart. I swear to God, the man will live at least another 30 years. Like he's yeah. just he go, go, go. But um, to answer your question, where did dad edge come from? So I had my first son and then another son. I was a dad for six years before dad edge ever came around. And it's because 
I had this laundry list of how I grew up, right. Of mm -hmm. what not to do. And what I found, and when I became married and when I became a father, I was like, I am going to do this different. I'm going to be the guy who breaks this chain. Right. And what I can tell you is knowing what not to do is not enough. And I didn't know mm -hmm. that at the time. So, <laughs> you know, kind of like, it's kind of like if you've never built a house and I'm like, all right, Frank, uh, go build that house. And here's 100 ways not to do it. I was going to say like, yeah, uh, I mean, thanks, I guess, but yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Or it's like you buy the new barbecue pit from Lowe's and the instructions are like, here's tw the top 25 things not to do. When not to do. Yeah. Otherwise, like, figure but, it out. but actually I really could use some instruction on how to do it. You know what? Yeah. Never mind. Forget I said it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the dad edge, what, what used to be actually the good dad project started um, horrible just being real. Um, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Right. So I, uh, I was not an abusive father. Um, mm -hmm. I wasn't verbally abusive. I was trying to do the best I can. I was failing. Um, I kind of did the be best way to describe it is I kind of did fatherhood from out here. You know, I was really into my hobbies at the time. I was really into martial arts. I kind of had this view and it sounds really sick and stupid and twisted. Now that I think about it, if I don't get too close to these kids or this family, I can't screw them up. Like how ridiculous is that? Right. Uh, I mean, I hear what you're saying and, and certainly, you know, when you just hear it, maybe it sounds a little ridiculous or whatever, but uh, I mean, you know, we've talked before, but you know, my, my growing up was not like this, you know, it wasn't anywhere near what you're talking about, but it wasn't uh, unicorns and rainbows. Right. And so I think that I had a very similar feeling of like, and I imagine there's a lot of guys. In fact, I know there's a lot of guys that, that are going to be listening that are going to say, you know, I, I was sure I wasn't, I was like, I don't want to get married. And I certainly don't want to have kids because I don't want to accidentally be that guy. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. man. Put someone and through what I went through. Unfortunately, I was, I wasn't that guy, you know, fully. Right. But I, I sure as hell wasn't showing up. And um, so I didn't have a lot of patience. I didn't know how to raise a young man. I didn't know how to raise kids just trying to, and I was very frustrated all the time. The only, the only, the only area where I got validation, I got, I got, I had validation in two areas, anything I did physical fitness wise, so like martial arts or physical fitness. And then mm -hmm. in my workplace, that was it. Sure. Marriage. I felt like I don't really know what I'm doing. Like I, all I know is I'm not getting my needs met. I'm not getting the sex that I want. I'm not getting the communication that I want. Like right. it was, and it was all her fault. Like, right. Well, who else could it possibly be? Right. <laughs> I just, I just roll my eyes and how ridiculous that was now that I know better. Yeah. And I didn't have a lot of patience with my boys. So I swore to myself, I was, I was hit a lot as a kid. And I told myself, I am not going to put my hands on my kids in, mm -hmm. in, a, in a rage. My four-year-old who's 14 now stepped out of line as any four-year-old would, of course. Um, I lost my cool. I spanked him. He hit the ground. And when he hit the ground, I immediately was like, oh, my God, what, what did I just do? And <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> Dang, this story sometimes gets me and sometimes doesn't. Um, so I went to help him up because I realized what I did. And the kid looked at me like he was freaking terrified of me. Like he shuddered. Mm. And when I saw that, because that's exactly what I used to do when I knew a meeting was coming. Yeah. Like, what did I just do? So I helped him up and my wife, who is the most amazing person in the world, she's not the person that nags you ever. In fact, if my wife ever gives me any, any kind of criticism, man, I listen because it never happened. It hardly ever happens. 
Like she's very good at appreciating me, respecting me. And, but if she points out a blind spot, man, do I listen? Because she's usually right. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me and she goes, wow, really? And she never, in the 25 years I've known her, I've never even heard her say that. That was like the one time she's like, wow, really? And I'm like, what? And she goes, Larry, he's four. He's four. You don't have to hit him. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. So I just walked out of the room, went to my office and I did what a lot of us do as adults. When something bad happens, what do you do? You go get on social media. So you don't have to, you just distract yourself. I don't want to think about this. I'll just get on social media, whatever. I'll scroll through it. Just numb myself. Dude, I don't know what it was. Um, I like to call it divine intervention. You know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in Christ. And there was this button on the left-hand corner. It said, create a page. And I never created a page. I didn't even know what that was. And I don't know what it was, man. I just hit it. And what do you want to name your page? And immediately, the Good Dad Project, like literally just typed it out. Didn't even think about it. And I thought that was a hard moment and a beautiful moment because I was the project. I was the Good Dad Project because I was sitting there thinking and I was crying, you know, and I was like, I need to get this together. I need to figure this out. Like if I don't, like this is not headed for anything good. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, I was like, what are things that I'm good at? Well, I'm good at martial arts. Why am I good at martial arts? I'm good at martial arts because I show up. I learn something new. I'm a student. I'm curious. I'm always practicing. I'm always implementing. Like I'm, all, I'm there, right? Why am I good at my job? It's because I'm always taking on extra courses, extra training. How can I be a better salesperson, a better leader, all these things. And mm -hmm. I'm sitting there thinking like, what have I done in my marriage? And what have I done in parenting? Which is a whole lot of nothing. And I was like, what if I just went out and learned one new thing per day and I just posted it here and I, dude, I never did it for a following ever. I just did it for my own accountability. I just posted it here. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until about six months into that, I was, I, I had a reach out from a woman from one of the biggest churches in St. Louis. And she's like, Hey, um, here's my number. Call me. I have an opportunity for you. And I'm like, okay. So I called her and she's like, Hey, are you the good dad project? I'm like, yeah. She goes, listen, I'm a part of a mom's group and we want you to come out and speak. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like that's what I did. I laughed. Like, I was uh, like, actually, no, I, I just post things online. I, I don't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, I literally laughed. I was like, speak. I was like, speak on what? And she goes, you know, about how to be a good dad. I was like, I don't know that. I was like, that's why I have the page. <laughs> and she's like, she goes, no, no, no. She goes, no, no. She goes, that's actually what we like about you. She goes, you are so authentic. Like you're so transparent with like, the things that you're not good at and like uh -huh. the mind and the heart of a man, like you're so open about it. Like guys aren't like that. And you, and she's like, can you do it in like this really masculine way? You don't do it in like this sort of sappy way. I want you, we want you to come speak. And I'm like, I guess I could throw something together. I was like, how many moms are there? And I'm sitting there thinking like 25. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, we're the biggest church. She goes, there's 350 of us. And I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> I was like, I'll do the best I can. And so I spoke at that event. Uh -huh. And dude, these, these women just loved it. And I was, and all I was, was just, as just real, like just totally real mind, yeah. you know, a day in the life of dad and the things that go through our mind and heart. And I was like, God bless. Like, well, maybe I have something here. I don't know. So 2013 started the blog that got a little bit of traction, but things really took off when I did the podcast in 2015 mm -hmm. and it was the good dad project podcast at first 2018 that changed it to the dad edge. And now fast forward seven years later, almost a thousand episodes under the belt of the podcast wow. interviewed amazing people, man. Like you know, Matthew McConaughey came on the show. 
Uh, we had Nikki Six, Jocko Willink, um, John Cooper from Skillet just came on. Like uh, these people that I never thought in a million years you'd be able to talk to. And it's yeah. just, it's been an incredible experience. That is, um, first of all, that was a lot uh, to, you know, <laughs> and, and thank you for sharing it, obviously. Um, it's amazing to me. One of the things that you said is, is it's almost like you just sort of said, you know what? I'm, I'm drawing a line in the sand and today's the day. And as soon as you did that, it's like, and again, whatever a person's concept of this sort of thing is God, the universe, whatever it is, right. Um, sort of opened up the, the windows and it was like, Hey, this actually is what I, what I put you here for. And so the fact that you're now leaning into this and the fact that you're now admitting to yourself that this is what you're supposed to do. And you have finally taken the step and had the stones to jump in and actually do something, anything toward that. And it, and it's kind of, it sounds, I mean, it's kind of progressed from there. Is that a fair statement? Totally. Um, it, that's exactly what it is. I mean, you know, we started Dad Edge Alliance, which is our mastermind community for dads back in 2016. And, you know, the beautiful thing about that, we're up to, gosh, over 700 members now. And the beautiful thing about that is every man, every single, and you know this from F3, mm -hmm. every man comes to the table with strengths and what we like to call crowdsourced wisdom experience, right? Every man has learned a thing or two in his marriage, right? Things yeah. that he would do differently, he'd make he, mistakes. He, he'd even, if, I was like, even if nothing else, right? The, right. Like, here's what not to do, right? You know, so here's what not something, to do, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we all have different experiences with our kids, right? Uh, we all have different experiences that relates to mindset, faith. Uh, we all have different experiences that relates to our health and fitness, um, mm -hmm. finances, all these things. And, and the, the beautiful thing about that is, is when men have an, a platform like F3 or like Dad Edge, and they can talk about these things, it's incredible. Like the strength that you can that you can garner from other men. That iron sharpens iron, right? You can't sharpen a sword with a cupcake. Sorry, guys, you can't do it. Yeah, and that's why really I love about cupcake. <laughs> it's gonna be really stale. <laughs> but that's that's what I love about you know F3 as well, because that platform and that camaraderie is there as well, right? Yeah. These men are not there yeah. just to show up to do a workout. These men are there because they want to do life together, right? Right. That's just the workout is just how we trick you, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come out in the freezing weather right. so we can destroy you. I bet I can do more push-ups than you. Meet me at five o'clock right. in the morning and we'll see. And right now to in, in the interest of full disclosure to the packs, you've been out. Uh, you, you are an F3 guy. Yes. Yeah. You've been out a couple of times and, and, uh, and I know what your, your, uh, F3 name is, but maybe share a little bit of kind of how that came out. Yeah, man. How you got name. Yeah. Just really quick. Uh, so it, me and my 15 year old, we actually have names cause I bring them out there every now oh, and again. Too. Yeah, yeah. So I'm press box, right? Because, um, I'm on the microphone. So the guys know that I have a podcast, <laughs> you know, so they call me press box cause I'm on the microphone. Yeah. Uh, they, they call my, uh, they call my 15 year old Angus because, uh, this guitar in the background of my office here is not uh -huh. mine. It's his. And that kid can, can freaking riff on that guitar and he loves it. Right? Nice. So the guys, the guys in the group named him Angus. Angus Young. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, you, you're out there in kind of St. Louis, uh, St. Charles, I guess, is more yeah. your your group, uh, which is just kind of off to the edge there. But um, and and so you may be familiar with this concept, but uh, but one of the things we talk about a lot is is the idea of concentrica, and and having our our human relationships kind of in the right order and giving them the right amount of attention. And you know, we always say like 
work-life balance is, is kind of a, a myth. It's a lie that the, the society perpetrates so that it's like, you know, you can have everything and you put them both on one side and then they balance each other out and you did all the work right. And you did all the human stuff, the family stuff. Right. Uh, it's the dumbest thing. You right? should do voiceovers. <laughs> oh my God. You got all kinds of them in there. I know. <laughs> but uh, uh, moving on. Uh, but the, uh, the idea that we, we, we talk about a lot is it's really more about rhythm. And it's a lot of, it's more akin to spinning plates than it is to balancing something on a, on a, on a, on a weighing uh, implement. Right. So it's really about like, Hey, sometimes work needs a little more attention. You got to spin that plate a little harder. Sometimes kids need, you know, whatever it is. Right. And so the, the concentric is, you know, a set of concentric circles, like a target middle is the, uh, what we call the M as you know, Uh, you know, that's, that's our wife um, or our significant other. Uh, And then outside of that is what we call the shorties. And our shield lock, our whetstone, and then finally our finally on the outside, you know, fifth ring, right? Outside ring is is work, uh, mammon, right? And and so talk a little bit because you you have interviewed as as you mentioned some amazing people, uh, and certainly I'm sure that they came to share some wisdom and maybe talk a little bit about their own lives. Um, but you've you've interviewed with a thousand podcasts, you've probably interviewed a lot of guys who and maybe women as well, right? Who have um, stories to tell. And who have uh, maybe similar stories uh, to tell? Maybe not quite as similar to yours, but um, you know, but similar in, in the sense that it's like, hey, look, uh, the thing I say all the time is, look, yeah, okay, I get it. It's your parents' fault, uh, but now it's your responsibility. You know, so what are we going to do next? And and so in that, what, what are some things that you have seen that are kind of classic? Um, uh, what's the right word patterns, I guess, you know, classic patterns that people fall into typical things that it's like, okay, people are challenged with this. Maybe share a little bit about like, what are some things that you have heard a lot over the years of, well, these are, these are sort of the typical things that, that start happening when stuff starts going down the toilet. That's a great question. Um, and <clears throat> so I can give you an example. Um, yeah. so what I can tell you, so I, I've interviewed, um, I've interviewed again, and I, I say this very, very humbly. I'm not a name dropper, but man, mm-hmm. I've, I've interviewed some amazing people, um, some high-level uh, special operations guys. You know, like Jock, like I said, Jock Willink, uh, Leif Batten, um, Mark Devine, and there's a reason I'm saying these names, right? UFC fighters like you know Hall of Famer uh, Frankie Edgar. To, to your um, point, guys who clearly probably have it all figured out. Right, you would think yeah, their lives are perfect. Right? And, yeah. What I can tell you, here's here's the really cool thing about all this. When it comes to that, per, like, so let's take Jocko, right? Jocko mm-hmm. is one of the most highly decorated Navy SEALs on the mm-hmm. planet. When it comes to all that, you know, mental toughness and, and all, like, listen, he's the man, right? Like, he is the guy. Uh, what I can tell you about marriage and parenting is we all put our pants on the same way. And these guys get very, very <laughs> humble. Like, listen, these guys get really, yeah. really humble, like, when they when they talk on the podcast. And like, let's take you know, Matthew McConaughey, for instance, for instance, um, when I talked to him, like, listen, Matthew can say anything and we would all believe it. Right. I mean, he can say Pretty anything, much. especially. Pretty right. So I was asking him questions and then I, I got to the marriage topic and I asked mm-hmm. him and I said, hey, uh, tell me how, how do you pursue your wife? Like, how do you keep your marriage fresh? You guys have been married for all these years. Like, how do you do it? And he just kind of looked at me and he goes, and he could have said anything. And he kind of looked at me, and he goes. I'm not doing so good right there right now. And I was like, really? And he's like, I didn't say that like that, but I was like, really? I was like, you know, tell me more. And he's like, he's like, no, we're, we're good. Right. He goes, right. but what I'm realizing when you ask me that question 
is that I've been, you know, I've been making this new film right now. And he's like, and, and the kids have got us really busy. And what I'm realizing in that question is, is that it's been a while since I've dated my wife. Like I need to take her out on a date, you know, and like, I need to like be that guy. He's like, and I, I've gone through periods like that, right. Where I'm constantly pursuing her. And then I go through seasons where like, I kind of get complacent and I let it slide. And, and you asking me that question, I'm realizing I'm in that season right now. So thank you. And I'm like, wow, that guy could have said anything. We would have all believed it. Yeah. But, to answer, but to answer your question, your vision if with F3 is the exact, exact vision that we have at, at Dad Edge. So I'll, I'll explain. Tell, tell me why you say um, So marriage, uh, a lot of guys, I, I say this all the time, Tom Blue in the face. I was like, you are married first and a parent second. Don't forget that. Like, and my wife and I, we are aligned with that. Now, if there's an emergency, of course, the kids are going to come first. We're like, no, no, me and mom have a date. I know your mom got cut off, but we have a date. But, you know, and when I say the priority, like, listen, wife is here and the kids are like a fraction of a fraction underneath her, right? Right. right. We're of course right. going to address the kids needs, but um, my wife and I, we have, we have the same alignment. And I always, I always coach this with my guys. I was like, listen, you've got to put your wife first. If you are putting your kids before your wife, you're doing you, your wife and your kids a disservice. And sometimes they're like, yeah. yeah, I was like, explain that. I was like, okay, you are the foundation of this family. You are the foundation of the house. The foundation crumbles. Guess what happens to the family? They crumble too. Plus if you are teaching your kids, like, Hey, I, I put you first, which Every now and again, we have to, but I put you first and mom is second. She's secondhand fiddle. She's over here. I'm not going to really, you know, like I'll get to her when I get to her, that kind of thing. You're not exemplifying, you know, what a truly functional, amazing marriage could be. And guess what your kids are going to do? They too are going to put their wives second and their kids first. And they're going to wonder, why don't I have the connection with my wife? My dad did this. I was like, so one of the most incredible things that you can do as a father right? Is to exemplify, this is how you love a woman, right? This is how you take care of your woman. And this is how your woman should be treating you. And my wife and I, we, we always have this vision of like, we are the movie and these kids are watching, right? So if I'm going to compliment my wife, I'm going to do it in front of the kids. If I'm going to hug my wife, I'm going to do it in front of the kids. We just took the kids bowling um, a couple of days ago on Martin Luther King day. My two younger ones, the five and eight-year-old, they dressed up as Spider-Man to this bowling alley. Like just for fun. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, like, yeah. eh, so like I, at one point I put the Spider-Man mask on uh-huh. and my <laughs> wife did this cool thing, man. It was just, it was, and I love that my kids got grossed out by it. Yes. My wife came over to me and she's like, come here. And I'm like, okay. And she did that thing where she lifted up the mask. <laughs> yeah. Just enough. Right. And then kissed me like, dude, like this full on like awesome kiss yeah and i heard my kids they're like oh disgusting like, the mask and like yeah. just put it right back down again i'm like ah oh, yes that's <laughs> awesome she does that kind of stuff all the time man that's amazing i love that um yeah it's gonna sound i hope it doesn't sound self-serving but you know you said pursuing you said um unification um and one of the things that i, I love that you you said that i think is super important is that you do these things in front of your kids. Yeah. They understand. And, and for me, it's a little different. Obviously, you know, you have all boys, I have all girls. So, cause you know, kind of my goal in there is for them to see an example of how they ought to be treated and exactly. what they ought to understand about, well, this is what a relationship should look like. 
Right. You know, it's not ideal. And so we argue sometimes, I, I, you know, and, and when some people here argue, they, they think yelling because that's how they argue. <laughs> right. But we have disagreements or we, we don't agree on certain things. And, and my kids, every single time, you know, they learned early on that whole, like, well, mom says this, so I don't like that. I think I'll go to dad, see if I can get a different answer. Go to dad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, and 99 times, well, early on, it was, you know, it's different because you're learning, right? But <clears throat> anymore, 99 times out of 100, right? I'm, I look at him and I go, hmm, did you ask mom first? You know, <laughs> And it sounds like a deference kind of a thing, yeah. be, but it's not. And it's not like, a, well, I don't know what mom say. Whatever mom said, we'll do that. You know, and they, and sometimes they say yes, and sometimes they say no, right? But if they say yes, and I say, well, what did mom say? Well, mom said this, okay. And so help me understand why you think what I'm going to say is going to be different than that. Yep. Just, yep. just explain it. And, and sometimes like, well, yeah. you, a lot of times are more, you know, you'll listen to the whole thing. Mom just sort of said no. And I said, okay, well, I tell you what, let's do then. Let's get mom in and we'll sit down, you know, the three of us, and we'll just discuss it. So we can all understand the work, you know, so we're all on the same page. Right? You know what? Never mind. Okay. Well, you, that's fine too. You know, you're like, however you want to roll this, I'm yeah. fine. Like, I don't care, you know? Um, and, uh, and so they, the, but that, that idea that sometimes that we've called, uh, you called mom and they see clearly we disagree. Mom's a risk averse. Uh, mom is conflict averse, you know, like that's just how she was raised. That's kind of her nature. She's an introvert, you know, uh, I'm not, um, and, uh, and so they see these two sides and, and they watch as I go, well, help me, just help me understand kind of, you know, why you said this and we'll disagree. And she'll say, well, these are the things I'm thinking. I don't like this about it. I don't like that about it. Sometimes I go, okay, well, I think, you know, kind of the way that I think about it is, you know, X, Y, or Z. Right. And then they'll say, uh, you know, she'll say that, you know, whatever. So they see us go about it, or I'll say, you know what, that's a really good point you know what kids, uh, my inclination was going to be to say this. And now I've changed my mind because mom, you know, mom made a really good point. I think that makes more sense. And they, and they get to, you know, they're part of the thing. Right. And so I, I'm wondering like, are there things where, you know, Matthew McConaughey says, I'm not doing so good. Right? Are, are there ways to pursue? Are there things that got, cause here's the thing. And, and I don't want to talk about specifics necessarily because most guys, what they want is like, Larry, just, just give us the 10 things, just make the 10 item list and I can hit all the things. And right. then, you know, like, Oh, date. Okay. Uh, where do we go? Oh, Outback. You know, okay, great. Like took wife to Outback, you know, <laughs> right? you know, like right. they're, they're yeah. looking for like a level of specificity. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because they're afraid to, to make a mistake or they're, you know, or what it is. I don't know what exactly it is, but but what are some of those things that you, now that you've interviewed tons of people, you do all this research, you're a student of it, obviously still partially because you're living it partially because it's, it's your livelihood and you're, you know, obviously doing a lot of research and things, but what are some things where, where we say, okay, if you do these kinds of things, you know, big categories, like what are some things that, that we should be doing for our wives? And then ultimately also, I mean, for our kids. Great question. That's, and that's a, that's a big question. Um, I would say, first of all, uh, men are very tactical, right? Give me the thing to do, right? I, I argue that when it comes to your relationships, I'm like, I'm going to give you the things to do, but you not only need to do it, you need to be it. You need to be it, right? So cool. like, for instance, okay, so like, if you're going to take your wife on a date night, and you're going to check the box, oh, I took her out, right? <laughs> Drove we, we talked about, out right. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you had to go in. Right. So, you know, you take, you know, like, so for instance, um, 
tomorrow night, Jessica and I have a date night. Excellent. Now we could easily get into the weeds of like, Oh, we're going to talk about high level things like our schedules and the kids and the activities and like blah, blah, blah. blah right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's okay. But that is not creating extraordinary marriage through elevated communication, connection, and intimacy. What that is, is those are high level conversations that really don't require hardly any depth and you're checking the box. So like, for instance, what I always tell men is um, men, for instance, human beings, not just men, we go into situations with expectation and agenda. So like, for instance, if I'm going to come talk to you, right, Mm -hmm. and whether I work for you, whether I'm friends with you, if I'm going to come have a conversation with you, there's a good possibility that I have an agenda of what I want to talk to you about. And I have a certain expectation of how I want that to, to end up, right? Yeah. And we're no different with our wives, right? I'm like, well, if I do A, B, and C, then hopefully this, this, and this will happen, right? And so we're very agenda and expectation sort of creatures. The complete and total opposite of that is instead of having expectation and agenda, what if you were curious and appreciative, right? What if you were curious and appreciative? Mm. Think about the last time you, think about the first time you ever took your wife out. I, I asked this question of a lot of guys in our mastermind, a lot of my one-on-one clients. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what were you like on your first date with your wife? And dude, they'll light up the back. Oh man. Like that was so cool. I was nervous. Like I asked her a lot of questions. Like I really wanted to get to know her. Like, you know, and I was like, when she talked, I was like, when she talked, did you feel like she was the only person in the restaurant or wherever you're at? Like, yeah, man. Like I was just zeroed in on her. Were you on your phone? No, no, I wasn't on my phone. Like, what kind of questions did you ask her? You know, like all these different, like deep questions. I really want to get to know who she was, what she was all about, her background, all these things, like visions for the future, all these things. And I was like, when was the last time you had a conversation like that? And then they'll just be like, oh, right? And I'm like, what do yeah. you, and I always ask them, I was like, what do you ask your wife when you come home from work? How was your day? Right. That's the three words. I was like, and I always tell my clients, I'm like, from this moment on, you will never, ever ask that question again, ever. It's a terrible question with a terrible one word answer that somebody's going to tell you. Good, fine, fine, busy, crazy, what, right? I was like, listen, you know, if you want to get curious with your wife and date her, like I've known Jess for 25 years, I already have five questions that I have teed up for tomorrow night's date night. You know, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. time, 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 time. I don't mean to pull you off the, you pre-planned. Yeah. Five questions that you're going to ask. Yeah. Continue. Just just want to make sure everyone (laughs) heard that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, no, think no. about it. If you go into a sales call, you have a plan, right? Now, listen, I'm not robotic about it. Right. But I know, <laughs> or if I don't have the exact question, right. Right. You know, right. Um, like, so for instance, one of the things I'm going to ask her is, you know, think back to when you were a kid and think back to one of your most cherished memories that you have with your, with your own father, uh-huh. you know, what was that? And why did you pick that moment? So I don't know what my wife's going to say, but when I ask these questions, those are called generative questions because they generate connection. They generate ideas. They generate feelings and visions, right? That's a generative Mm -hmm. question. And no one can answer a question like that with one word. So when I ask ask somebody a question like that, they're going to come to life, right? And they're going to be like, oh my gosh, that's a great question. Let me think about that. And the cool thing about that is, is you're the one that's bringing them there, right? And this is why people are, that's why when we ask really good, high quality questions that create connection, people feel really damn good. Like when we do that, right? But Larry, yes, that's wonderful for you to say you're the dad edge guy. And so you're, you have it all figured out. My wife is going to think I'm an idiot. I'm so glad I, you said that. 
right? If I ask her these silly questions and whatever, like it's, yeah. it's not going to, that's dumb. I can't do that. I, I love that you brought that up. By the way, this wasn't pre-planned. Um, yeah, no. she might. She might look at you like you. I, I call that the two-headed monster, right? Oh, okay. And there's, there's, there's a reason for that. I, I warn guys. So I have an email series. It's a free email series called 21 Days to an Extraordinary Marriage. And one of the subject lines is, what are you going to do with the two-headed monster? So because <laughs> what happens is, is if you've been asking your wife for the past 10 years when you come home from work, how was your day? And you come home and suddenly like, hey, what was the best part of your day today? Tell me why it was so meaningful. She's going to be like, Frank, who are you? What, yeah. what are you doing? Right. And what I always tell guys is that what happens in that moment is that you are messing with the perception your wife has of you. And she doesn't like that. It's kind of like if your grandmother who's on a walker, right? Uh -huh. She comes to you and she's like, hey, Frank, guess what? I'm so excited about this. Guess what? I have a marathon that I signed up for and it's in three months and I start training tomorrow. And you'd be like, <laughs> wait, what? Like it's your a wheelchair grandma. marathon? What are you talking about, grandma? <laughs> <laughs> right? You're like, but your grandma, you don't do marathons. We don't yeah. like that, even though we think it's somewhat positive. We're like, I don't like that because you're grandma. And yeah, I so have something right this here. perception. Right. Uh -huh. I have disrupting this the status quo. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, people don't like it when we mess with their perception of us, no matter what, you know. So, you know, what I always tell men is, is if she looks at you like you're an idiot. You know, that's actually a really good sign because what she's actually doing is, is like, I kind of like this. Is this here to stay? Or she might be like, okay, you want sex tonight? Is that what's going on? <laughs> Something like that. Because right? <laughs> right? she might be like, do you have an agenda? Like, I don't yeah, know. That's exactly are. right. Yes. Yes. Right. Like, here, honey, I promise I'm not touching anything. I'm tired. Right. I'm not interested. You're like, no, no, no. <laughs> right. Yeah. And here's my answer to that. Yeah. Every single man listening to your podcast and mine, I guarantee what they truly want is a deep connection with their wife. They just don't know exactly what to do next, right? Because, yeah. well, I already know everything about her. We've been married for double digit years. It's like, what else can I do at this point? That's actually not true. That's, that's a story we're telling ourselves. So what's actually happening in that moment, if your wife is like, why are you asking me this? Here's what you say, because it's probably what you're feeling. Yeah, Listen, yeah. I've been doing a lot of thinking and I don't come home and ask you the best questions. And to be honest, I really do want to know about your day and I want to have better conversations with you. And I know how was your day is not going to get me there. So tell me what the best part is. Like, I'd really like to know, maybe tell, tell me even what the most challenging part was, I mean, right? And tell me like things like that. She still might look at you weird. Maybe and she still yeah. might say, well, I don't, I don't know how to deal with this and I'm not interested in whatever, blah, 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 blah. Fine. And, and then the, the challenge I, I would, you know, not that I'm the, the guy to do it, but like, the, the key here, I think, is then doesn't matter. You have to just move past that, get past your ego, get past that hurt your little baby feelings and do it again tomorrow. Yep. Do it. That's the thing. You have to do it. This is why I feel like we're so aligned, man. You've got to do that consistently because if you do that yeah. for three days, right? And then you stop. She's like, well, I knew that wasn't going to last. Right. Yeah. It's like this yeah. little. I held out three days, no sex. And so obviously. That's what he was shooting right. for. And so we're good here. We're back to normal. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's funny. I, uh, I, oh no, you were going ahead. You were going to say something. No, that, that was, that was really it. So, you know, when it comes to like, here's the amazing thing. And I'll, I'll <laughs> you know, when, when you have, when you have when, the quality of our relationships are dependent on the quality of our questions and the quality of our connection. And you can't have high quality connection without high quality questions. So when you think about that first date that you had with your wife, mm -hmm. there's a reason that you were freaking so excited 
at the end of the night because you're like, oh my gosh, this was awesome. Like I got to know so many things about this girl. Like it was, it was such a good connection. You can actually believe it or not. My wife and I, we've known each other 25 years. We still have this, like we actually have a better connection now than we did when we were in college. We have more sex with now that we've had four kids than we had before kids. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's truly an elevated, amazing connected relationship, but it didn't come without a whole lot of work. Yeah. Right. And a whole yeah. lot of effort and, and not being complacent and lazy, like actually like, okay, what do, what do I really need to do next to get this connection even elevated even more? Right. Yeah. No, I, uh, and again, not to, to sound like I'm patting myself, but I, I posted something yesterday, the day before about reading to your kids and how important that is and how it should never stop. Right. And, and, um, you know, when I read to them when they were little, you know, it was fancy Nancy or whatever, <laughs> these idiot books, right. It doesn't matter. But now when, when I read to them, because I think it's important for them to hear the truth spoken out of their parents' mouths. You know, now we read things that are self-improvement kind of things or, you know, helpful, blah, blah, blah. Right. So I said something about the other day, I was like, you know, don't stop reading your kids. And then I said, I can't remember what they are, but I'm, I just posted a couple of these little tips and people were like, this, the, you know, these things all sound wonderful, but they're really tough. And I was like, I know, but here's the thing. The first, like, so if you've never done it before, it doesn't matter. You start today. And then you do it tomorrow and then you do it the next day and you just keep going. And no matter how horrifying it is, no matter how many times it goes off the rails, no matter how ugly or whatever it might get, you just stay right in it because at first they're going to look at you like you're weird. Second, they're going to accept it and kind of roll their eyes and go through, you know, cause they know it's not going anywhere. And then somewhere along the way, they will begin to rely on it. And that's when, you know that you, I think that you're, that you're doing your job right as a parent, as a husband, as, as whatever it might be. Right. So I, I think by asking those questions and that's, I mean, I tell you, if you got nothing else out of listening today, kids, like, <laughs> like just not asking your wife, how was your day? You know, or your kids, yeah. same questions. Right. Uh, my wife bought out one of these chat pack things, you know, it's like a hundred or 200. I don't know how many questions are in this thing there just the most outrageous, stupid questions. They're like, if you could build a roller coaster out of food, what would it be? You know? <laughs> oh my God, your voices, man. <laughs> they are the best, dude. Oh, you serious. cracking me up. No, but uh-huh. uh, you know, like, and, and so we would sit around the, the kitchen table, you know, at dinner and the, and the kids eventually, right. The first time they were like, what are you doing? Like, what is this? We eat food. We talk a little sure, but, but then we, you know, and then eventually, you know, over time it was like, Hey, 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 dad, dad, are you going to ask us the questions tonight? You know, because that's how, that's how they roll. That's how it is. Yeah. Consistency is tough. It is. And if I, I, I've got a good, I've got a good habit, if you want, mm-hmm. the, especially for kids. Um, so I, I can give you and your audience uh, three questions and, and what they do and what they do psychologically is, is amazing. No, we don't want to get any better. So don't tell okay. us. All right. So yeah, ask your kids how their day was. And they'll tell you good, fine. They hate it. Right. No, I'm kidding. You want to hear it? <laughs> Question number one. How's your day? Right. right. No, get, one, I want to hear it. Give me the questions. Okay. So I'll go through each one of these questions and then I'll tell you psychologically what they're going to do. Right. And then good. these won't take long. So, um, and, and I'm going to say using instead of, right. So every man, I think there's probably a lot of people in your, in your audience that probably understand what growth mindset is right um versus versus a fixed mindset because we want our kids to have a growth mindset right if you haven't Um, it's a book called mindset by carol dweck just go carol dweck yes it's awesome so anyway this is what you ask your kids 
what was the best part of your day and why, why was it so meaningful? So what you're doing there from a psychological standpoint with your kid is think about it. Anytime you share something good that happened, like, right, when, especially when you're a kid, like, oh, I, I scored the goal in PE today, or I got an A on the test. Oh, I did my presentation today, whatever it is, you know, your, your, your kid's brain is on that hamster wheel when they get off school. It's just like, oh, I'm so glad school is over. But when dad comes in, it's like, hey, man, what was the best part of your day? Well, now you're bringing your kid to a high point moment of gratitude that day. And guess what? Now that energy elevates and they get to share it with you. And now suddenly, selfishly, dad becomes one of those interesting people on the planet because interested people are interested, interesting people are interested, right? So, and you're also teaching your kid, this is how you get into a gratitude state. We're not going to necessarily think about all the poor things that happened today. Let's mm -hmm. think about one, one good high point moment for you. That kid tells you, right? You then validate that kid. Dude, that sounds amazing, man. I bet that, dude, no wonder you felt on top of the world. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. Scoring the goal in PE. Yes. Tell me more about that. So, and they'll, they'll story tell more. The second question, I love this question. This question is very powerful. Um, if you want your kids as teenagers to tell you anything, drug use, alcohol, mm -hmm. porn, um, dad, I drank too much at the party. Can you come pick me up? There's a difference between the kid that says, oh my gosh, this just happened. My dad can never find out he'll kill me or this just happened. The first phone call is to dad. Yeah. And that yeah. is what's, what's called creating an environment of psychological safety. And most people have no clue how to do this. You ask this question, you're making micro deposits every single day of creating a psychological safety. And here's how it works. Tell me what the most challenging part of your day was today and how you got through it. Or you can flip that question and say, tell me something you failed at today and what you learned. Now, as, as a kid, you never want to tell your parents that you failed at, right? But here's how this question shakes out. They could be like, uh, and now they're searching to be like, oh, do I want to share that, right? right. How uh, bad dad, I got to like, you know, what level of failure do I share with this? <laughs> right, yeah. right. But here's how that shakes out. Like, ah, dad, I got, you know, science test. I, I got a D on it. Now, there's that dad in me, right? That dad brain be like, dude, I've, I, I told you to study for that test, man. Didn't I tell right. you to study for that right. test? I told you not to be on your phone. Come on, man. You knew that test was coming. Right. You think that kid's ever going to open up to you again? No. So here's what I'll tell you too. The environment of psychological safety is not the absence of discipline. It's not. This is not, we're not coddling you for, yeah, for your failures. Safe spaces. <laughs> yeah. No, no. <laughs> Stop. You're coming on the podcast. And you're going to do your 100 voices that you do. You're coming back on anyway. All right, okay, good. Yeah, we'll do so, it. So anyway, um, they'd be like, yeah, I got a D on the test. You know, of course, my brain, that's where it's going. But this is how I'm going to respond. Okay. Interesting. Uh, so tell me about that. Yeah, you know, there were some things on the test that I wasn't really expecting, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, you know, I, I, I you know, there were questions in chapter five I didn't go over, mm -hmm. you know, just really kind of, yeah, it sucks to add. Okay. Well, let me ask you this based on the information that you have, would you do anything different? Yeah. yeah. I, I probably would have studied a little bit more and I especially would have studied chapter five. Okay. Well, great. You know, that's really good insight. Let me ask you this. When is your next test? That's next Friday. Okay. So based on what you've learned here with maybe studying and maybe overlooking some things you didn't study, what would you do different? In between now and your next test and they'll they, they, i don't have to lecture they will yeah. they will tell me the plan no so and then funny. i'll yeah yeah and so I, you, you're just the guide right and they are reflecting and articulating what they're going to do because if i tell them what to do they're like dad you know nothing 
right? <laughs> they, right? They're the ones saying it. And here's the other thing too. Did yeah. I get mad? Did I get upset? Did I get crazy? No. no. I remained calm, cool, collected, yeah. and I allowed them space for them to share what they learned and what they're going to do different. Yeah. So that's great. Now, listen, you do that over and over and over again. When it comes to like the big stuff, drinking at parties, drugs, the girl, you know, or whatever, sex, whatever, they're going to come to you. And I, I can tell you, man, 15 and 14 years old, I, I say this very humbly. I'm blown away by some of the things that my, my boys will be open with me about. I'm like, mm. oh my gosh, like I would have never told my parents that. Um, and then the final question is this. I like to call this one the Netflix to be continued question because it's it's a beautiful question. All right. And so everybody knows Netflix, you know, think of like, I don't know, uh, Breaking Bad or whatever you watch, right? It doesn't really matter. Right, but with right. Netflix and all these other shows, they have this like little teaser. They leave you hanging like, oh my gosh, like I have to know what the heck happened, right? So the, the next question is, what are you most excited about tomorrow? And mm. then they'll, they'll, they'll come to life again. Like, oh man, I, I got that cultural geography presentation. I've been working so hard on it, right? So what do you think you're going to ask them when they come home the next day, right? It becomes this, the cultural geography. Yeah, you're yeah. Be like, dude, I know you're excited about that, that presentation. You worked so hard on it. How did yeah. it go today? And that kid is going to be like, oh my gosh, like dad is not just like this dude who's checking in on me, like, checking my pulse and checking the right. box. Like right. he knows my life. So those are the three questions. Best part of your day and why it was so meaningful. What'd you fail at today? And what did you learn? And then what are you most excited about tomorrow? And make sure you follow up on that the next day. You know, uh, there's a scripture and, and again, you know, we're open to all men and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, as our faith traditions match at least somewhat, um, you know, it talks about, uh, you know, what man of you who is going to build a tower wouldn't sit down first and figure out how much it's going to cost, you know, and make a plan. And all the things that you've shared, the fact that you have five questions, you may not even get to all five questions tomorrow night on your date with your wife. Uh, you might only get through one. She might talk, you know, who That's knows? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. But yeah. the fact that you made some sort of intentional plan ahead of time, asking these questions, even in that order. And, and, and even if you think of other questions, open-ended questions that you can ask your kids and, and whatever it might be. And again, you're going to feel awkward. You're going to feel uncomfortable. And in, in the interest of uh, love and, and care and all those sorts of things, and, and what we would call candor and F3, right? Uh, Boo-hoo. I, I don't care that you feel like <laughs> it's not interesting to me that you feel uncomfortable asking your kid that. They need it. So you have to do it. Exactly. Fair? Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Larry Hagner. Uh, I wish that I could spend more hours uh, chatting. Uh, it's It's been absolutely delightful, and I can't tell you enough how much we appreciate what you're doing. Um, if a guy wanted to know more about the Dad Edge uh, and kind of what you're doing, and, and if he wanted to affiliate and all those sorts of things, what, what would he do? So I'm, I'm really accessible, obviously, on social media. Um, on IG, you can find me at the Dad Edge. I mean, that's me. I do my own social. Um, mm -hmm. You can look me up on Facebook if you want. Um, yeah, everything, all of our resources though, are at the dadedge.com. So we've got like, I just actually kind of interesting. I just created 25 intimate conversation starters. It's a free resource. It's a, it's actually it. a video. So um, you can go to the dadedge.com forward slash marriage course for that. Um, if you want to know about the podcast, podcast is in there. If you're you know curious about the Alliance and our mastermind, uh, that tab's in there too. So dadedge.com forward slash Alliance. Um, that's, those are the easiest ways. I mean, I'm, I'm about as accessible as you could possibly get. 
That's awesome. Uh, well, thedadedge.com, go get the, you know, check it out, check out all the stuff, find them on uh, Instagram and Facebook and all the places. And man, uh, thank you again for, for spending some time with us today and, and uh, making us better men. Thank you. It's right, fun. Thanks for listening to the 43 Feet Podcast. If you like what you heard on the show, or if it's helped you in some way, we'd ask you to rate us, write a review, and share us with your friends and networks. It really does help others to find us. If you have questions, comments, or concerns, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com or tweet us at 43feetpodcast. The climb we're on to create virtuous leaders isn't going to be easy, but we'll get there 43 feet at a time. Yeah.